Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hello. Hello. Got an announcement to make. Oh, go on. I'm on threads now. Oh, me too. Me too. Are you? Hey, of course I am. We're following each other. Oh, are we? Aren't we? Oh, me God, he's a, not following me. Have a look now at this. I find the whole following thing very confusing. I don't understand what's going on. I no. just press a button and then, I don't know, I don't know. Oh, what. I am following you. Look at yeah, that. I thought so. I thought You've got so. one, two, three followers. You're joking. No. Three followers. No, you've got one, two, three. Oh, 123. 123. Yeah, yeah, that's all right, isn't oh, it? Okay, yeah. How Just many have you got? Let's have a look. <laughs> Competitive. 827. What? Mm. Failing already. Well, this is this is the thing. Um, Twitter seems to be imploding. Mm. And then heard about this thing. And it's hardly the um, punky young upstart. No, it's, it's from Facebook, right? Everyone yeah. knows this, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. But I thought to myself, oh, Finally, something is going to topple that social media hierarchy. It's going to bring it crashing down. It's going to be day one all over again. And the new power structure will arise, a better system with me at the top of it. That's (laughs) that's all I wanted. Of course, yeah. Anytime there's a new social media thing, I think, could, could it be this time? Could be? Th- could I go? Could this be the one? But don't you feel that, like you've got to start that, from that scratch? That turns everything round. <laughs> you've got to start from scratch again, scrabbling up. Yeah, no, but it's not been going great for me on Twitter. Okay, fine. and that seems to have plateaued these past seven or eight years. <laughs> okay, okay. <sighs> when when will it be my turn? <laughs> Says the optimistic fifty-year-old. <laughs> yeah. Keep thinking that way, and one day yeah. it will all be yours. Yeah, of course it will. Yeah. Um, yeah. See what see what happens now. Then maybe lots of people will follow me on threads. You can find me at Annabelle Port. <laughs> yeah, I've got one, two, three followers at the moment. It's good that you got that handle, Annabelle Port. Yeah. Although nobody else has your name, do they? No. Also, you just get your Instagram name, don't you? So it wasn't. I didn't have to scrabble for it. Oh, I'm so pleased. I've not got a ridiculous Instagram mm. name. Oh yeah, that'd be a nightmare. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um. All right. What was I going to tell you about? No. Oh, I was going to talk about um, on the new podcast, which you edited. Oh, yes, the new uh, out. Well, it would be out yesterday because it's out today and it's Tuesday. It's very good. Mm, it's getting in there quickly. Very, very well very edited. Good. I mean, very there, there well was ed- a lot of yeah. drag and drop in there, but <laughs> Annabelle took it out. It's very funny. Um, 
this is the podcast I'm doing with Sarah. It's like a TV podcast called They Like to Watch. Firecrotch and Nongor, They Like to Watch. And um, on that, we talk about this Wham! documentary that's dropped on Netflix. Yes, yes. And I wanted to talk to you about it because I was convinced oh. you would have seen it. If you said to me, like, who, who is the one person you know who will definitely have seen the Wham! documentary? I would have thought it was you. I love Wham! I love George Michael. I love Andrew Ridgely. I can't believe it. I honestly can't believe I haven't seen it yet. I think since I was watching Black Mirror and then when I had a bit of time to myself, I was catching up on Love Island, don't judge me. But I, I'm planning to watch it this week. Good. Because, um, you know, they're really my introduction to rap. Oh, yeah. Hey, everybody. I'll Take a look at me. I've got straight it. career. Bit of, I, I don't know. royalties. Well, this is interesting. Can we rap? So I know we can't sing <laughs> because then um, Andrew Ridgely and the state of George Michael could come after us. For singing the melody. But can we do the rap? Can I just do the best bit? Yeah. Hey, jerk, you work. This guy's got better <laughs> things to do. This boy's got better things to do. That's a great, that's a great line. Was that the original single version of that one go? D-H-S-S. Oh, Man, the rhythm that I'm giving is the very that's, best. That's the 12-inch version. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's brilliant. Oh. I really, you know, I really loved Wham!, really me did too. love them me when too, I was uh, a, a young teenager. To the extent that, and they talk about this a bit in the video, do you remember their lewd behaviour with regards to shuttlecocks? Oh, vaguely, vaguely. What were they doing with it? Put them down their pants? Yes. Yes, I do remember. So when I was seeing this, mm. I was of an age where I'm still still figuring, I mean, I'm still figuring things out, <laughs> but I was still figuring out, is that what you're supposed to do? Oh. Is that how I would get a girlfriend? If I put a, a badminton sh- <laughs> shuttlecock in, into... My short shorts is that thing. So I went to Bailey's in Macclesfield, which was, um, it sold toys, prams and sports equipment. That's a mix. Yeah. And and asked for one single shuttlecock. <laughs> I think I ended up having to buy three. I would have thought so. I don't think that's the sort of thing you yeah. buy on your own. Exactly. Yeah. And, um, and, and I experimented Putting it down your yes. trousers. Yes. Yeah, down, down my short shorts. Mm. Um, it was a failed experiment. You'll be unsurprised to hear. Yeah. I mean, think, thinking about it, the shape of a cut- shuttlecock <laughs> does feel wrong to me. It's too wide at the top, surely. Yeah, the cone quality the cone, to it. Yeah. You know, if, if there was a young lady out there who would have been drawn in by a bulge i think she would have been repulsed by the, the cone shape yeah so oh, something's not right <laughs> you'd have been terrifying yeah you? um or maybe there would have been like a ripley's believe it or not quality to it <laughs> i suppose i should probably have a look at that <laughs> is that a feature in the documentary does it no no this oh, is the, yeah yeah oh, they right. mention the shuttlecock oh, they do they, they do, do yeah, but yeah. They, they don't go to that that much depth and oh, they certainly okay. don't um <laughs> talk about me at bailey's and macclesfield that doesn't <laughs> doesn't crop up oh that would have been a right shock I don't, even know if I've, I've, I don't even know if i've ever really talked about it on the radio you've or never said it to me yeah. before no this, um, is, this is news <laughs> yeah um and when i think of myself going into that shop and asking for a shuttlecock i just think who was that confident young man <laughs> because yes there was a, a naivety a confusion and insecurity that that was um a, a, a child turning to an adolescent thinking, oh, I need to make my um, genitals look bigger from the outside through my pants. But also, if, if I got that idea in my head now that that would work, if I was going to that shop, just in case the shop assistant got wind of what I was doing, I would also have to buy a racket yeah, and course. some spiffy shorts yes. and a, 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 a polo shirt or 
I don't even know what people wear when they play badminton. Clearly, no offence, yeah. What do they wear? <laughs> I don't know either. I don't think it's even called a racket, is it? Anyway. What do you call it? A no, bat? And, yeah, I don't know. That doesn't sound right. I'm either, less knowledgeable than you by the sounds of it. badminton bat. Yeah. Um, no, you're right. It's badminton racket, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, but but yeah, I've been trying to cover up that this thing might be going down my undies. Yeah. Whereas back then, I presumably didn't care. No. Just wanted it to do its job. Which which it didn't, of course. No. And then you're stuck with them. Yeah. yeah. Um and and I've just been since that documentary I've been thinking about what if what if and and let's just um to make it less uncomfortable, let's let's time jump me forward into being a young adult. Okay. What if that had attracted attracted somebody? Mm. Then what? Right, you mean if you became yeah. friendly? Yes, mm. became intimate. I didn't want to use that word. <laughs> I wanted to use the word friendly. Uh, f- friendly sounds like you're in the friend zone. <laughs> That's why I wanted to stay like, for this story. <laughs> you and you shut well, it undoubtedly would have would have done. Uh, I don't yeah. think I could even get into that particular zone. But what was I thinking would, would happen? Like there's, there's a point at which the the... Shuttlecock either needs to be revealed or concealed. It can't join in. You go, oh, so badminton fan. Sorry, didn't know how that got there. You'd have to do that, wouldn't you? But then, but then, I don't know. <laughs> I don't, like, would I dispose of it? <laughs> no. <laughs> would I be in a situation where maybe this this uh this other adult this other consenting mm. consenting adult remember mm. i'm i'm no longer a yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 12 or 30 year old boy for the purposes of uh, this uh, hypothetical thing mm. would, would would they look at me with disappointment and say oh, i was uh, i was messaging something a bit more cone shaped <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're going to be disappointed aren't they but, yeah. yeah maybe it's good to set these things up early things so, uh, they'll have to get used to what a wrap it in toilet roll and throw it in the bin uh, i'll try and flush it that's not gonna flush is it no bob back up again yeah. oh i wish i still had it <laughs> let's hear from the drifters then shall we yes firstly amanda I'm a teacher and my class raises money for a scholarship. I also like to give the recipients a small gift as well as the cheque. The secretary who is in charge of the award ceremony where all the scholarships are given is a lovely woman and I wanted to know from her how to go about giving the gift. She told me that no one gives anything but cheques on the night but she could put a note with the cheque saying there was a further gift. I said great, I'll write that note and email it to her. I went back to my classroom and drafted the note. He said something along the lines of, thank you for your hard work and dedication. I got your little something. Come by the classroom to pick it up. The title of the email was Note for the Scholarship Recipients. Well, I checked my inbox about an hour later and got a response from the secretary. Wow, thank you so much. This is a labour of love for me. I'm so honoured that you recognise it. What would be a good time to stop by your room? She thought the email was for her, not the student recipients. <laughs> Even typing this now gives me the shakes. What was I supposed to do? Honestly, I thought about asking Quandry Corner, but my knees were too immediate. 
I think I handled it okay. I bought another gift, then responded to her email with a, yay, you're great, and then barely rewrote the initial email and attached it as a PDF, (laughs) asking her to please add it to the scholarship checks. And then she came by my room to pick up her gift. I don't know if she ever realised she's clearly not a drifter, but I'm confident the pain I felt on her behalf created some kind of balance in our universe. Can I ask you a question? Mm. What's the date on that email? Like a year? Oh, because it's using the word checks. Yes. I think it's I think it's a different country. Okay. Okay. Because she spells it C H E C K S. Oh. So maybe it's in America where they're more common checks. I think Australia. they do still. I think they do still use them in the states. So yeah. I thought it was just my, an idiosyncrasy of my mother-in-law, but maybe they do still use them yeah, over there. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. definitely definitely not not to this country. They don't even have them on telethons anymore over no. here. Oh, they don't. Not the no, biggies. No. Oh. Um, okay. All right. Okay, let's go on to Daniel. I was reminded to write to you about this incident from my childhood that has probably had a big hand in forming my adult self, thus still haunting me to this day. I was with a friend grabbing a coffee and a pastry. As I was walking away with my goodies, I realised that the barista must not have charged me correctly. I told my friend to walk back to the server. He mockingly said, Ooh, Mr Conductor, Mr Conductor, I haven't paid for my croissant. I looked at him meekly and was taken back to where Mr Conductor entered my life. In secondary school, a handful of my classmates and I would get the same bus towards home after school. It was one of those old Routemaster buses where we could hang off the back and try to jump off when the bus reached our final stop. They also had those old school bus conductors that had the old rotary ticket machines in a harness. Love them. I know, I know. Obviously, we would always rush up to the top deck and usually the conductor would make his way up and down the decks to dispense tickets or check passes. One time, we were all sitting towards the front of the bus with me sitting right at the front. The conductor came upstairs as usual and I started to reach into my pocket for change for my 30p child fare. One of my classmates looked at me funny and asked me why I still didn't have a bus pass. Still don't know why. I was often asked this by my classmates and they told me just to pretend I had a bus pass and that the conductor would only look at the first couple of boys' passes and then turn around. The conductor, an older Irish gentleman with white hair, had claimed the stairs, had climbed the stairs to the top deck and indeed walked past towards us. As it was, my classmate said, as it was, sorry, and it was as my classmate said, he checked the first few passes and said, that's great, thank you lads, except that he took a few steps closer as if he wanted to check a couple more passes and indeed more passes were produced and thusly inspected. A little nervousness was creeping into me as the conductor looked at me in the eyes. It was unbearable. This was broken by the bus hitting a speed bump. He stared. She started to turn around to go back to the lower deck. My friend started to look at me and one even said, see, I couldn't handle it. I kind of half got out of my seat. So I was half standing and called out to the conductor. He did indeed turn around and walk back towards me. As he took my 30p and rung me up a ticket, I'm pretty sure that every one of my classmates looked at me with confusion and disbelief. So too did the conductor. But I couldn't look at their faces. I just took my ticket and fully sat down and faced the front of the bus. I don't remember the rest of the journey. It's fair to say there was a fair bit of ribbing when we got to our collective destination. They mocked me by squeaking, Mr Conductor, Mr Conductor, here's my 30p. I don't think those words were, were actually ones I used. I was just willing to blank out everything or hope the bus would crash. But it was certainly what was used against me for the rest of my time in secondary school. And the only school friend I still hang out with still uses it against me to this day. 
So ever since then, in my since my preteens, I refer to my guilty conscience as Mr. Conductor. <laughs> if a situation where someone hasn't charged me correctly or I feel like I'm shortchanging someone, I always hear, Mr. Conductor, <laughs> Mr. Conductor, here's my 30p. An example of this is when I was in my mid-twenties and in a supermarket, I approached a self-checkout machine and was doing the necessary. Once I left, I found myself walking through the car park. Mr. Conductor raised his head. <laughs> I replayed the shopping routine in my head and was horrified at not having paid for the cat litter. What happened was I approached the self-checkout with a basket in one hand and the cat litter in the other. I put the basket where it needed to go and the bag of litter on the floor. I then proceeded to ring up and pay for the items in the basket, but totally forgot about the litter. My wife at the time, who was waiting in the car park, looked at me crossly as I turned back to go and pay for it. The member of staff at the self-checkout also looked confused when I explained and just grunted at me. Oh, I love that. Because I, 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 I just feel like you've got a strong moral compass. Yeah. It's a compass sentiment, so compass. Um, I, think, I think drifters have strong moral compasses. I think so, yeah. Um, uh, something to grace the wheels and maybe get you to come up with a story for us. What, what about the idea of being mocked for your drifterisms? Yeah. Oh. Maybe we'll get some stories on yeah. that. And then. Um, as long as they're not too tragic. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and then uh, any story of like not, not correcting somebody out of meekness. Yes. Lovely. Is good. So. Um, as ever, we want your stories of social ineptitude, please. It is hello at adriftpodcast.com. Let me ask you a question. Mm. How's it going on your old Substack? Oh, thank you for asking. This week, I'm doing the letters, numbers and shapes that are superior, but I don't know why. <laughs> can find it. Bit weird, quite normal. Put that into Substack annabelleport.substack.com yeah that's this week's out tomorrow wednesday and shall we have another way in which you are not a fully functioning adult yes i want to do a few is this normals is this okay just okay. to see where i stand right, with my right. level of functionality although actually i'm going to start with one about tom okay i've mentioned before that he puts two different types of toothpaste on the brush to get the benefits of both which we can all agree is weird but what about this which i caught him doing today so he'd got toothpaste on his top you know, that feels like less a part of my life as I've got older. I feel like I must be at the top of the curve of the chart showing my non-dribbly years and will soon be plummeting <laughs> down again. And I also think, I've never heard anyone say this before, but apologies if it's a bit like, oh, you don't see white dog poo anymore. But I don't think toothpaste stains as much as it used to. I'm sure you've got an, an opinion on this. Oh, that's interesting. As you were saying the thing about the, the journey through life, I thought maybe I do get less toothpaste on me than I once did. But in my experience, even just a little bit of toothpaste, you, you've got to change. Really? I, or, I... or live with... I wonder if it was something that happened to toothpastes, though, where they just kind of like sunk into clothes. I don't know what it was because I felt like I was quite often having to change like a black top, for example, because it had mm. a stain on it. But I can't remember the last time I did that. Maybe I'm, I'm on my peak non-dribbly years. Or, or could you have just let yourself, let things slide at you more oh, stains than you once were? I'm just not noticing. Also, if mm. one of the major toothpaste brands had introduced that, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think we'd keep quiet about it. It would no. be a great selling point. Yeah. I, I get very depressed about the um the the dominance of Colgate. I will not use it. Oh, I only use it. I won't because it's too mainstream. But but 
I know that's why I use it. <laughs> no. Like, I like an indie toothpaste, like a euthamol. Oh, my dad uses that. But but generally, um, it's McLean's all the way for me. Really? Yeah. Don't, you worry, don't you worry? I mean, I don't want to say anything bad about them, but don't you worry it's not as good? No. <laughs> because it's, they're all the same. Yes. They're all the same. Yeah. Oh, my a- God, I've been so from, brainwashed. Apart from euthamol, which makes your mouth hurt. Yeah. <laughs> Or tingle, sting, uh, whatever it is. What is that feeling? It just makes your mouth taste disgusting. That's what it does. Yeah. But it feels medicinal in some way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so this is what I caught Tom doing. So he'd spilt toothpaste on him. And what he'd done was he then got his... I can't believe he did this. He then got his toothbrush and... He, <laughs> Uh, what he was brushing the stain out he used it like a scrubbing brush to remove the toothpaste on his top is this okay i mean i think not but maybe i'm a bit uptight hygiene wise it feels disgusting to me oh i'd not even thought about the disgusting element i was just thinking about the odd element oh oh, it's both in my opinion it's odd and disgusting like on one hand it feels like it's like this (laughs) this um nifty self-contained solution yeah on the other hand i'm thinking no way is that doing the job Oh, he did the job. Really? Oh, he did the job quite well. Because And he even boasted that he had quite a firm bristle and it was doing the job wonderfully. Wow. And later on, he showed me his top and said, look, no toothpaste, it worked. It did the good job, but I just think it, I just thought it was disgusting and weird. Mm. You, know, yeah, you were slightly yeah. on the fence on it. I think it's an odd behaviour, but I think there's 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 like a, a, a kind of maverick genius to it. <laughs> Which is like how I would characterise some, if not all, but some of his behaviour. I'd say like 1%. Let's, let's be fair. I sometimes when my toothpaste, my toothbrush is past its best, you know, when the, the bristles are going on the mm. sides, I use it for cleaning crannies, but I still feel a bit icky about it, even though I'm never going to use it ever again. Yes, I know exactly what you mean. It feels wrong. Once it's gone near grouting. Yeah. Yeah. What about nooks? Crannies, no, only I, just just crannies. Not, I don't, I don't clean nooks. They just don't really feel thin. <laughs> I what about the kitchen toothbrush? I got an email from High Empress Rebecca once, telling me how to clean the evil, terrifying side of the grater, and casually mentioned like everybody has one. Just use the kitchen toothbrush. No, I don't have a kitchen toothbrush. No, I don't have a, tooth, a kitchen toothbrush, and it, it, it just feel out of place in a kitchen. Yeah, I just you feel weird about it. You don't belong here. No. Okay. How, how often are you replacing your toothbrush? Oh, not enough. But but uh, well, every six months. Do you want to know what? What I think we get through a toothbrush. I think a toothbrush is ready to be replaced after two weeks. What are you and, doing? And I think we're replacing. I don't know. I don't know what. And you're, it, it, you're pressing too hard. But I think this applies to all of us. I mean, my son, he can get through them easily, like every few weeks. That's because mm. he's like really chewing on it and like really ramming it in his mouth. But the rest of us, no, it looks fine. I mean, maybe I'm not doing it enough. But How, how do you time your toothbrush him? I don't time it. No, but how do you, how do you know? Do you oh, just... I see. But I do them quadrants. So I spend a bit uh, of time in one, the other, next one, next one, then do the do you have an order? Do you do the same order every time? Uh, uh, yeah, I guess I go right, top right, top left, bottom left, bottom right, yeah. Okay. What about you? So are you saving bottom left for, for best? <laughs> no, bottom right's love. No, I'm not saving it for right, best. No. Right, 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 right. It's just the order of things. Do you have a favourite quadrant of your mouth? Um, well, I don't like any of them. Mm. What about you? <laughs> I, t- I try and do like the duration of a song, but if I think the song is too short, I'll do two songs. Do you play, well, I actually put music on. Yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Okay, I do mm. mine in silence. Mm. Right, okay, let's move on to me. Is this, <laughs> is this okay? So there's something... That I sometimes do, which I think is so... Sorry, I left then because I thought you were making a joke of like self-obsessed. Let's bring it back to me. But oh, I realised that you're really, moving on from Tom to I you. I really, I really... I was, that wasn't a disingenuous laugh. I was <laughs> okay. just laughing at something that was unintentional. Okay. 
So this is something... I missed, I missed it. Right. I, I inserted my own joke. <laughs> Sometimes I do something which I think is so shameful that I would never, ever, ever do it in the public and never even in front of Tom. I only ever do it if I'm alone. And it is Shazam a song. Oh. It feels too amateur hour for me. Yeah, I because I feel like mean. if I like a song, I really should know it. Yeah, but let me tell you something. Mm. I think if it sounds like it's been released in the last 10 years, mm. I don't mind shazamming it in a cafe or something. Oh. Because I feel like I look like, look at that old guy who yeah. uh, still likes the likes the oh. hip young music. Oh. And it's okay not to know it because it's more recent. Look at him with his curiosity yeah. at his time of life. <laughs> Is what I think. So what about this then? So I went and saw Blur on Sunday night. Yeah. There was a song I didn't know and I wanted to know what it was. My phone could have told me then and there, but there was no way I was shazamming a Blur concert. Like, why are you even there if you, you don't know all the shazam songs? shazam a song that's been played live. Oh, because it wouldn't work. No, it has to be the recording because oh. the exact the, the exact audio file needs to, to match up with one in their database. Do you remember when I tried you just, I tried to get you to shazam, shazam me singing a song because I thought that would work? Yes, I do. Is yeah, it, no, does the same thing apply? Lesson, did you? No, so I, I would just think it is the song though. It just sounds a bit different when it's Yeah, live. but you're thinking of it as a song, not as a bunch of ones and zeros, which is what oh. Shazam thinks it is. <laughs> I didn't really understand right. it. Right. Okay. It's so, just looking oh. for a file that matches that. Well, it would have been like literally a million times worse than if I tried to just like a song of play. <laughs> oh I wish God. I hadn't told you that. I wish I'd encourage you. I don't know if you'll ever go to a concert again, but if you do, you should definitely There is a God, thank you. <laughs> okay, also on the subject of gigs, when you've got seat, a seated gig, what are your thoughts on standing up to dance? Do you have to wait for the people behind you to stand up to do it? What do you think? Um, or can you just do it whenever you want, whenever you feel the urge to dance? Well, you're making fun of me because you know that I don't feel the urge. <laughs> but, you know, you, you know what it's like to stand up and move around. Yeah, yeah. But I, I'm only ever standing up under duress. Like, even if I've really appreciated something, I think, oh, God, somebody started a standard ovation. Maybe. I would, I would be happy just, like, clapping very enthusiastically. And I feel the same about... Dancing, really. I'm a better dancer sat down than I am when my feet and hips get involved. Okay. Mm. Bit better at chair dancing. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I just feel there's some kind of tipping point that comes with standing up where you think, well, you people are forcing me into this now. Okay. There's a critical mass. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think if someone stands up in front of you, that, that gives you carte blanche yes. to stand up. Yeah. Okay. Right, but but if you do, but if you do it, and you're blocking the person behind you, you're not being the change you want to see in the world, are you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, interesting. Right, yeah. one more. Okay, is this normal about me? Okay, imagine this: you're thirsty. Mm-hmm. Okay, you decide to get a drink of water from the tap. Mm-hmm. You get the glass out of the cupboard. Mm. You, you place it under the tap. Ooh. Your hand goes towards the tap. Mm. Talk me through exactly. What happens next? Well, we've got a fancy water thing on our, for, for oh, water thing on our fridge. <laughs> Imagine so. you're using the tap. Okay, so... You the, turn the tap on. So the glass is in my left hand. Yeah, it's under the tap. No, 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 it's not under... So let, I let it run for a couple of seconds first. This is what I'm talking about. Oh! This is what I'm interested in. Okay, so I would pour a bit into the cup... And then throw it away. I wouldn't let it run first. Maybe I would. Maybe I do either. Oh, I don't want it going anywhere in the cup. I just think, 
Oh, am I getting Legionnaire's disease? Well, this is the thing. What do we think is wrong with that first bit of water? Legionnaire's disease. Because, but how could the inside of the tap even be dirty? It's probably the cleanest thing in my house because it's being flushed through the water like 18 <laughs> times a day. I couldn't just drink that first bit. You're quite right. Legionnaire's disease. <laughs> What's wrong with it? Why do we have to throw it away? <laughs> Flush the tap out. Throw it away. Here's the clear, the lovely, clean, crystal clear mountain water now that's safe to drink. <laughs> Something terrible today that went very badly. Oh, God. Go Tried on. to make a joke. Mm. We had a gardener around and he'd come on his bike and it was quite the um, att- attention grabbing bike. So the frame was painted completely white and then there was one bright orange tyre and one bright blue tyre. Oh, sounds lovely. Yeah. Um, and I saw the white frame. And I thought, I was on my way out and he was in the front garden. I said, oh, I like your white bike frame. Did you steal it from the scene of a fatal accident? I don't get it. Neither did he. Oh. <laughs> Do you want to explain it? What, okay, tell me what happened next. He, he went... I'm sorry. Uh-huh. And and just like I'm having to do now. Yeah. So do you not remember that thing from about 10 years ago when there was, you know, when somebody had died in a bike accident, they would paint the bike white and then leave it at the scene of the accident as both a memorial and uh, a, a warning about road safety. So it's kind of really sad and tragic. This, yeah. And, and sort of a bit bleak yeah, and yeah, yeah. inappropriate. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> And I thought there was a glint in my eye as I said it, but then as soon as somebody doesn't know what I'm talking about, yeah, 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 it's it's not good. Oh I'm no, saying, oh, you, no, I didn't steal it. No, why, why, why did I do that? Yeah, yeah. I said oh, I didn't really think you did. I just, just a white bike. It's unusual. Oh, no. mm-hmm. Do you not remember that? No, not at all. Wow. Okay. I wonder how many people did. <laughs> it's niche. Yeah. The people who do mm. would have heard me say that. Oh, Jeff. There you go again. Put your foot in it. <laughs> and where's everybody else had to mm. take a minute to uh, to to get to that? What's wrong with me? Why do I think it's too it's too much going to <laughs> really? Yeah. Um, and then I was thinking ab- about inappropriate macabre things, and I remembered just to draw the attention away from me. Mm. My childhood best friend and rival. Mm. At primary school was Tristan Maddox. Oh yeah, and he once gave a girl <laughs> a, what he said was a precious jewel. Mm. You know what it was? What? Glass off a grave. You know that coloured <gasps> glass. You see graves with like loads of green, like green gems, but they're not. They're just coloured oh. glass. 
Oh. And he'd been to the cemetery and taken one. That is sick. Yeah, and everybody knew it. Oh, God. So don't think about me saying that thing to the gardener. <laughs> think about this poor nine-year-old boy. Tristan Maddox, was it? Right, okay. Yeah, yeah. think about him. I have to say his life seems pretty good. I have oh. a good look at it on Facebook oh, and okay. Instagram. It's worked really. out well for him. Yeah, it seems, seems better than mine in some ways. I wonder if he's making jokes about like those probably not. Bikes. No, 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 no. Because no. I think he probably like can, can connect with people in a way that isn't. Oh, if I say something inappropriate, um, I don't. Know, what am I thinking? No. All right. Say something else that happened that was quite bad. Oh God. Okay. Well, we'll go on. But it was inside my head, so it's, oh, it's okay. not that bad. Okay. Okay. So on Sunday. We've been, Jean and I have been to, um, to visit my dad. Oh, did you? Nice. Yeah. And um, and we're on the train on the way back. And the, 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 the trains were just awful, mm-hmm. as they often are. Like, mm-hmm. if you, um, so we got, it was two trains. We got on the first one and we, could, we had reserved seats, but our carriage wasn't part of the train. The, the, in other words, we were supposed to be in coach k and there was no coach k oh right and we we were not the only people to be hit by this problem because we ended up having to stand in a small vestibule with 11 other people three dogs and many rucksacks oh no and gene was sobbing it was it was all it was it was just this miserable thing people couldn't get to the toilet but but there was a horrible smell coming it was this this whole thing so then we change um, and we've got to do a two plus hour journey to London and I think I'm, I'm going to pay the extra money and get that weekend upgrade and, and go into the it's not quite it's not real first class yeah, but yeah. you just oh, like a lot of the time in that situation you're just paying to be further away from other people yeah a bit of space but yeah, yeah you, you're paying to guarantee that you can sit down mm-hmm. and um, that you're not going to be right up against somebody else which is which is what we do and it's it's nice the air conditioning works, and I can't smell fecal matter <laughs> coming from from the lavatory. Mm. Um, so, anyways, we have a nice journey for about an hour, and then the announcer comes on and says, "We have had word from British Transport Police that there are thieves operating." In the Midlands corridor between Coventry and Rugby. Mm-hmm. <gasps> so they say, we, we know that people are boarding the train mm. and stealing luggage, laptops, and other personal electronic devices. Oh, dear. Be vigilant. Mm. So the next stop is the, the one that he mentioned. On gets a guy who comes and sits at our table opposite us. Mm. And I'm not proud of this, mm. but just because he was young... And wearing a young person's hat and a, a scarf that slightly obscured his face, oh. I, I, I got a fear mm. that he was he was one of this gang of thieves, and he'd identified us as a soft target. Oh no! And I'm looking at him. I'm trying to like read his character through his eyes, and he he, he looks like he's pure of heart. But I'm thinking that would be the perfect cover. For these train thieves. <laughs> and and I just become convinced that he is one of those guys. So every, t- every time I, we, we pull into a station, because I'm doing some work on my laptop, mm. 
just to put one hand on my laptop, oh. just in case. But I do it very subtly so that he wouldn't notice, <laughs> just in uh. case. You know, like I'm really, I'm just holding on to it because I'm really thinking here, right, uh, just right. in case he's going to like snatch it and run off with yeah, it. Yeah. And there's, there's, I just want to point out there, there is nothing other than the fact that he's young that is right. making me think. Yeah, this. yeah, 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 yeah. <gasps> oh. And um, and and then Jean says, "Oh, Dad, I really need the toilet." Oh, he's got an iPad out. I've got my phone on the table, mm. and I've got a laptop on the table, yeah. and I don't know what to do. We can't leave them there. Well, but if I take them with me, he's he's going to know that I think he's the thief, and he's probably not the thief. No, and he's going to be thinking these middle-aged old old men thinking that all young people are delinquents. Mm. So, th- so what I decide to do is the high-risk strategy of asking him if he would mind our things. No. But trying to ask him in such an open-hearted, look, I'm just a nice dad with his little boy. <laughs> you were a little boy once. Uh. I mean, just just if, if you are that thief, just think, you don't, you don't want whatever, whatever led you to this place in life, this place of um, moral bankruptcy. How did you convey all this? Just with your eyes? I tried to. <laughs> but I was also trying to convey trust. So I was trying to simultaneously say, I trust you and I don't think you're the thief. Mm. And to say, um, if you are the thief, I know there's good in you. Right, yeah. Not us. I believe in you. Go and rob somebody else's laptop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That bloke fine. over there. I won't say anything. I trust you. So You've I- got your reasons. I don't know what's going on in your life, but, I'm, but you, pr- you probably need a laptop. Mm. Yeah, maybe you need to type your CV. I don't know what. what. <laughs> so what happened next? So he said, "Sure, no problem." Yeah. Went to the, uh, went to the loo, came back, everything fine. <laughs> Gave him such a friendly <laughs> smile. So they trusted you all along. Oh. We're just, we're just two adults. You're oh. a young adult. I'm an old one. Yeah. We're on a train together. Yeah, well, we just this is the thing people do. We we're all asking each other to look after each other's electronics. Anyway, when he went to the toilet, I got his phone and we got off at Milton Keynes. Quandary Corner at the Glap Clinic here in Problematic. From whom is the first one? Royal Duchess Molly Jane. I have a quandary of the online nature. When is it acceptable to like someone's tweets or posts? I know the answer for Instagram. If you are the first liker on a post and the post has been uploaded, say, in the last minute, you look like an incredibly creepy stalker and probably should delete your entire social media presence. But my quandary here is more specific. Keeping it anonymous, I used to be a huge fan of a very successful podcast that had two co-hosts. When the podcast, it's, oh, oh, go on. When the podcast was shut down about a year ago, it was shut down. Oh, you see, I was thinking it was um, Ed Gamble and uh, James Acaster. That was my, I thought. Oh, I know this is their podcast. Oh, how did you know? I just had a, a feeling. Oh, right. But now I'm thinking it was Ollie and Helen. Well, Molly, Molly is American, so maybe okay, maybe okay, it's just okay, like, okay. Yeah, something yeah, that yeah, we don't know. wouldn't immediately spring to mind. No, no. 
When the podcast was shut down about a year ago, I kept following one of those hosts on social media. He's a funny guy and I was disappointed to lose his weekly banter. So I would often like his posts and the algorithm algorithm would show me more posts. So I'd like them more. Then when the new Twitter alternative blue sky came out, I followed him there and also kept liking his posts. And then when I saw he had a sub stack, I subscribed and also liked his posts. The quandary is this. Even though the man is relatively internet famous, he has over 100,000 Twitter followers and his podcast closure was in the New York Times, I realised by reading his last substack that it only has 50 followers. And then I looked at his blue sky and realised he only has 800 followers. And I realised... That's fewer than I've got on threads. (laughs) More than me, though. And I realised that my likes across all three of these platforms for the past months or years must be so obvious. I thought I was just one of many anonymous fans. But based on how often I liked his content, it seems like I must be his biggest stalker. Should I stop liking his things? He would have to be the most oblivious person in the world to not know who I am by this point. Some of his tweets only have one like (laughs) and it's me. But on the other hand, he's clearly a creative person who's lost his biggest creative outlet, his podcast. So I don't want to abandon him now. It's gotten to the point where every time I see him posting on social media, I'm struck by embarrassment and indecision. Is it more honest to like his post if it made me laugh? Am I supporting a fellow creative or am I just adding to my stalker persona? Any advice? Okay, I'm thinking about this. So I just want the dopamine hit of the likes. Yeah, this is my feelings. But oh, okay. Like if you're you're one of the many, mm. if you um, you know, if you're part of the stack, that's a, that's a wonderful thing. I want you in there. I think if my things were only getting one or two likes, I think oh, I wonder who's liked my thing. I wonder if it's somebody who's going to be able to turn things around for me. Mm. I wonder if it's Hollywood. Mm. I wonder if it's uh, a top agent. Mm. Um, I wonder if it's uh, um, who would take me under their wing. (laughs) Who would I really like to take me under the wing? Conan O'Brien. I wonder if it's Conan O'Brien. And then I'd just say, oh, it's just someone who likes everything. (laughs) I sort of of simultaneously appreciate you and resent you a little bit as well because... It's it's confirming my plateau. But is it not better than nothing? That, well, this like, is the question, really. Is it better than nothing? What would I be Some thinking? of his posts only have one God, like. Not even Molly like that one. Well, exactly, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think you can abandon. No, him but now. I th- no, but I think you should be treating him mean and keeping him keen. I, I think I want your. Here's what I want for you, Molly. Mm. I want your li- likes to mean something to him. Yes. Okay. This, this is the don't thing. just like everything. Yeah. 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 yeah because yeah. at the moment you've. <laughs> devalued yourself yeah yeah um and and i you know, I, I i really appreciate likes and and um i feel like i have like i'm quite lazy on social media in a, in a certain way in that i think because i'm old and i've worked in broadcasting i treat it like it's a broadcast platform form rather than a big social conversation mm. and i don't look in my dms mm-hmm. don't look in my messages um I've said many times with this podcast, you know what happens in the inbox. I don't Mm -hmm. because I'm such a husk of a man (laughs) that I don't have it in me often to have a conversation with members of my own family. Mm -hmm. And the, the, 
what what little there is left of my life force it's very hard for me to summon up like sarah'll just reply to people and that, and that's that mm. like doesn't think about it mm. it's like a reply is no effort at all whereas i feel like oh well, there's a, another bit of my soul gone there's i'm just depleted but i've just i think too much even though you wouldn't know from my replies mm. not you know you see me go oh thanks a lot i've sat there i've deleted it five times <laughs> i've thought about it oh. like looked at your profile i've tried to think something funny three different times deleted <laughs> it and then just like gone for thanks uh, yeah i mean there's an element of that to me as well yeah not not as extreme but i do but, i know what you mean um and I don't feel good about that because I think there's a lot of dystopian about social media, but perhaps it would be more utopian if we did treat it like a big conversation. Mm, mm. But I just haven't I haven't got it in me. I wish I had. This is this is more down to where I am as a person. I wonder if this guy is, is like that. Is he a husk like me? I think he seems a bit husk like. I think things Is are- he only on social media because he hopes maybe just something'll happen, maybe Maybe Conan O'Brien will see it. I think he's on the downturn. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, I think, yeah. I think I think you can't abandon him now, but I do think yeah, you need to not everything. If you're if you're there because you like him because he's funny, I think only like his funny stuff. Yeah, and if he starts getting bleak because of how everything's on the downturn, just ignore it. Like a lot of my posts don't get many likes, but mm. I'd say that. I'm, I'm, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think I'd, I'd really drop into single figures. Oh, I do. <laughs> well, and, and I'm, all I'm saying is, like, as soon as it's double figures, like everything, like I'd, I've, I, but but if it's just you, mm. I think you risk seeming like um, Kristen Charles' character in Flight of the Concords. Right. Remember Mel from Flight yeah, of the Concords? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're only fan. Mm. They're fan base. Mm-mm. You don't, you don't want to be the fan base. And 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 then there's this awkwardness because like it should be this it should be this big level of the social media, mm. but there's like this slightly weird dynamic where he's this um, New York Times reported upon podcaster, mm. and and you're his only fan, <laughs> and you're kind of you're kind of the same same at this point, and maybe that that feels bad to him. It shouldn't, but maybe maybe it does. Maybe he's hyper aware of his uh his his lack of status if, now at least i was lucky that i didn't have that really that much of a <laughs> status in the first place so it's not that with me but it's, it's what i was saying before it's the the optimism of somebody who's at the point of the career that he, he he seems to be thinking if i just keep people keep saying i should just be on social media mm. I, I don't you know i'm not that good at it uh it, it makes me feel bad about myself because I look at my peers doing so much better, and um, by, by every metric, you know, just just beating me by multiples of tens, sometimes hundreds. But if I just stick with it, something could happen. And and at the moment, it feels like you're the reminder that nothing will happen, even though painful. it's coming from a good place with you. And you know when you see um. Like actors say, well, I'm kind of playing myself, but not really. Mm. And you think, no, you're just playing yourself. You're just saying that. Mm. I, I feel that like in, in everything I've described, I'm 60% describing myself, <laughs> but 40% I'm not as well because I don't quite have that relationship with the people mm. who like my things. But if it was just one, 
I think it could feel a bit, um, it could start feeling a bit bleak. Okay. Well, I feel like that's, that's answered that very nicely. Mm-hmm. Anything, anything to add? I was thinking if responding to her concerns that she does, she's worried about looking a bit stalkery. I wonder if there's any way she could signal to him that I'm I'm normal, like I'm... No, because any signal that you're normal <laughs> just says that it, it looks like you're not normal. Maybe putting a picture of him in your own profile picture. <laughs> like, like, I'm just friendly, like I'm a fan. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, okay. No. Mm. Okay, well, I feel like that's covered then. Let's move on okay. to Lorna. I have a quandary regarding my house guest. For the last two years, we have hosted a young cricketer they come over from Australia and play cricket at the local club. My issue is he's been here since April and has not washed his bedding. There are various mugs and glasses gathering dust in his room. What do I do? I can't just go in and tidy up as it feels like an invasion of privacy and I'm too much of a drifter to say anything. He leaves in September and I'm contemplating having to go into the room wearing a hazmat suit <laughs> and rubber gloves. I think it's okay to go in and collect mugs and glasses for the justification that you've yeah, run you out. You don't want to behave like the maid, though. You could say, oh, we're a bit low on mugs. Have you, have you got, have you got, you got any mugs room? in your room? We're a bit yeah, low on them. Yeah, yeah. Something's going on in our house with forks at the moment that I haven't got to the bottom of. What do you mean? They're disappearing? Yeah. Don't look at me. Uh, mm. well, I don't think it's you. Okay. <laughs> and also I've told you there's a bad fork. Oh, yeah. Bad like we've fork. got nice forks and the bad ones crept in our I hate it. I nearly used the profanity that I hate oh. it so much. Um, but back to this. Is is money changing hands? Doesn't suggest so. No, hosting. I don't know. Doesn't say so. Oh, it's complicated, isn't I w- it? I wouldn't worry too much about the bedding. I've said many times before that when I lived in Poland, I didn't have a washing machine and there was no laundrette in the town. And so in the winter months, there was you got no chance of being able to wash and dry in time. I only had one duvet cover. I went six months. You know what? It's fine. But if you're in a room in somebody's house, mm. people don't want to feel like their house is a, a, a pigsty or a sewer, mm. like a disgusting... They don't want to feel like it's the, my the, point the is, flat from train spotting. It's less disgusting than you'd imagine not washing your duvet cover for six months. No, it isn't. <laughs> it isn't. It really was fine. It really was fine. What you could do, though, No, is... you were just accustomed to your own smell. Yeah. You and have... you were lonely, so you had all these bed bugs and lonely. things. <laughs> Why are you assuming I was lonely? Because, the of all the, because you were happy in this filthy duvet. <laughs> like, no, no one was getting under that with you. Uh, okay, true. But I think what you could do is... I'm guessing that she's got a spare... You have that laundered and say, so I'll put a spare duvet cover on your bed if you want to change it. But but then this these is... Are, these this, are all recently sold, I no, think. No, it's this made business. Like, you don't... So so say no money's changing. If, if money's mm. changing hands... Yeah. It's, it's more complicated. But if it isn't, you, you don't want to feel like a room of your house is squalor. And there's got to be a way of communicating that. Mm. But... Of course, I, beyond the thing about the mugs, which I think I did a nice job with. It's fine, yeah. What to say? No, no, what you said, like, oh, we're a bit low mugs. Have you got any mugs in your room? That's, that's Yeah, but what, what what about, like, the, the room smells horrible. It smells of, um, like, scrotal sacks. Oh, the stuff all over the floor. The window hasn't been opened since April. Oh, how do, how do you say mm. that if somebody is a house guest? You can't. Yeah. You, do, you can't. Yeah. You just can't. You just don't have them again. You've got to suffer it. You've just got to pretend it's not there. 
until September mm. and then get one of those uh, like trauma cleaners to come and sort it out. <laughs> like the ones who go to crime scenes. Yeah, yeah. 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 Wake me up when September ends. Maybe uh, you could go and stay in his house in Australia. You wouldn't want to, though. It sounds, <laughs> sounds like it'd be a disgusting pit. <laughs> pit of shame. So, have we solved it? Oh, bit? sorry. Yeah, I felt like that's done. That's done now, isn't so, it? So, no, the, I think the only thing we solved is the mug. Mm. You could say, um, the house, the, no, I feel like if you say the house is musty, it's passive aggressive. No, can't say that. That's a no. How can you get him to open his window? Was that one of the issues? It, I'm telling you, if even if it's not in the email, <laughs> it's one of the it, issues. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, God. I mean, I'm a bit of a nightmare. This is what I would honestly do. When I know they're out, I would go in there and open the window and then close it when they got back. Or if I opened it and they came home and it's still open, I'd say, oh, sorry, there was a fly and it was really buzzing around. Good one, right? Would <laughs> <laughs> you like hire somebody to come in dressed as like a drill sergeant? And do, do an inspection, like they're doing oh, the, in the. This is not a bad idea. Oh, the land, the landlady's coming round. In, get someone to get hire an actor to play a, a fictional landlady that you don't have. Come knock on the door. Oh, the phone, phone call. The landlady's coming tomorrow. We need to tidy up a bit. Do you want to go and give your room a quick whiz around? Mm. Is that all right? That sounds right. That sounds <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unless he knows you're in the house. Uh, yeah. The mortgage inspectors. He's Australian. A surveyor. A, yeah, they've, he won't have an idea. Oh, we're having an estate agent. We're selling the house. Yes. We're having an estate yes. agent come around to take some photos. Yes, 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 yes. And then, instead of criticising, you really praise the good behaviour once that room is tidy. Yeah. Like, you know what? This room looks lovely. Now that I see it like this, I don't want to sell the house. <laughs> I was going to say, you would then have to like put the house in the yeah. market and sell it. But, yeah. it, you know, it'd be yeah. worth And that was our podcast. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to support us on Patreon, we'd like that a lot. Patreon.com stroke adrift. Send us your email with your story of social ineptitude, uh, with being mocked for your drifting, um, with, um, with, with, with not correcting somebody out of awkwardness, or the many other um, uh, uh, terribly anxiety-producing um, situations that we have to obviously... Um, and Sorry we often find ourselves in I'm a bit tired and my speech is one of the first things that goes mm. which was never great when we did a breakfast show <laughs> or a late night show um, but yeah uh, the email address is hello at adriftpodcast.com thanks to Man and the Echo for the uh, backing music and to Emily Harrison for the incidental music Carla Gowlett took our photos and our artwork was designed by the wonderful Kim Rainey who by the way has done the artwork for the new podcast oh it's so good there's it. a lot of a drift crossover yeah, yeah. Annabelle the editor yeah, yeah. Kim Rainey the artwork designer I'm on it yeah I mean there's some unsavoury stuff as well <laughs> I'm just mean Sarah <laughs> Calling your wife unsavory. I just, I'm just, I'm just saying it wouldn't be marked explicit if it wasn't. Wasn't. She's for very her. swearing. She's very swearing, yeah. and, and I feel that she, she sometimes leads me astray as well. Oh, these things happen. Mm. Which I think must be odd for an adrift listener who <laughs> might dip in and then think, oh, well, it's like hearing the teacher swear <laughs> or something. Got a potty mouth. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, so so yeah, Kim's done that, and uh, and we're done. Will you will you um, see us out this week with a new Mister Conductor? Because I really liked the way, way you did it. Oh, Miss Conductor! Oh, Miss Conductor! <laughs> here's my thirty p. <laughs> Podication time, and uh, this comes from Celestial Viscount Daniel. Do you know what I would eat now, given half a chance? I bet you can work it out. Oh, a Viscount biscuit. Yes! <laughs> I cannot remember the last time I had a Viscount biscuit. but They're very good, aren't put they? Put one in front of yeah. Mm. Minty, chocolatey. The, uh, the the biscuit is al dente, I think. Oh. Delicious. Yeah. Far superior to a yo-yo. Oh, not not even the same league. No. I mean, there's a, a classiness implied in a Viscount. Obviously. That isn't there in a yo-yo. Obviously. I want to add, though, Daniel also describes himself as Jeff's new enemy, mm. and um, mm. that, that becomes self-explanatory in the first sentence because it says, Hello, Annabelle and Jeff. Hello. Hello. Less so, Jeff. After he called me a show-off a couple of weeks ago, <laughs> after you had my blurting out story about the hot sauce in the kebab shop. Oh, yes. Oh, this that. showboat. That was awkward. Yeah, I know this guy. Mm. What's he coming on here, lording it, lording it over us about <laughs> here, then? Soon find out. Yeah. Um, I would like a podication for me, please. After I've listened to over 250 episodes of Okanus over the last couple of months just so I can get up to date and only have to listen to you once a week. Wow. it's mm. too much. Like, I, ju- I just want to say, Daniel, as good as Annabelle's bits are and as good as the stuff from the listeners tends to be from the drifters, I, I know that what was driving this was some kind of itch that you needed to scratch to do with having completed it rather than <laughs> anything else. <laughs> I think he's going to leave now. He's I got, don't know, got the but it, 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 it was bugging him. Like mm. there's something in his brain that doesn't sit well mm. with. Oh God! I've listened to sixty, but there's two. Oh, well, if I really just knuckle down, power through, mm. grip my teeth, it'll be over. I think that's what's gone on here, especially with my bits. Oh, he says he's joking. What? Maybe he hasn't listened to all 250 episodes. Well, keep, more than two, yeah. keep um, the real podication is dedicated to both of you. <gasps> Again, less so, Jeff, for <laughs> taking an instant dislike to me. Oh. Look, I'm enjoying the sense of you. And everything in this email, even the, 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 the bringing up the uncomfortable thing, very much into it. Okay. Building some bridges here. That hot, hot sauce stuff, though, was just... It was dickish. <laughs> Don't stop it! <laughs> I'm going to be honest. Like, I remember going off on one, but I, you I can't remember, remember the specifics. You don't remember, do you? And you even remember. <laughs> oh, my God. Pretending he remembers. No, I literally no, I no idea. No, but I do, I do remember. I think I remember, like, finding myself funny right. going on about his behaviour in a chip shop right. with some sort of hot sauce. Right. But I can't, no detail of it remains in my brain. Okay. Um. <laughs> 
Uh, again, let's say Jeff for taking an instant dislike to me. I have to say that the, the, the quality in somebody that I dislike um, amongst, uh, sorry, above any other, like the the one thing that I really have a hard time dealing with, dealing with despite some, somebody could be the most virtuous person in the world. But if I get a whiff that they dislike me, mm. not interested in them. Oh. And I think Daniel's got a bit of, Bit of that to him too. Well, only because you like slagged him off about the hot sauce. Yeah, but I mean, come on. And he carried on listening, and he sent a podication. Yeah, but we've we've established why that is. Right. He's got some some some, some um, weird thing. Mm. He's got a bit of a hole in his life. <laughs> Stop no, it! We all have. Stop it! We all have. I'm not saying Daniel in particular. <laughs> There's nothing that strikes me as. I mean, the hot sauce thing was was a problem, but we've moved on from that. <laughs> you now. don't remember it. No, but I remember that. I remember the essence of right, it. Right. Okay. I remember the feeling that was mm. in me mm. as I was thinking about. Oh, Daniel, just don't. <laughs> not... Come on. Um, what was I saying? I don't, no one knows about a hole in his soul. I'm saying that. Um, say somebody says thinks to themselves, "I am going to run ten marathons this summer." Mm. Part of it is something beautiful about the human spirit that sets itself a challenge and wants to go beyond what you've achieved before. Part of it, though, I think is inevitably some other area in your life that's lacking or unfulfilled in some way, Mm. and you're trying to fill that hole. Yeah. And I think then Daniel just got it in his head, oh, if I just, if I just get, get to that nice round number of 250, it'll all be okay. And then I'll be free. Mm. Maybe. Mm, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, to be honest, it, it was very obvious there was something off about him with that other email Stop the other it. week. And that, that maybe explains a lot of what's going on here. What, will you tell me what it was? No. You don't remember either. I do remember. I do remember. So he went, it was, it was a kebab shop. Is it okay? It was a quandary. Is it okay to bring your own? Hot oh yeah, sauce? yeah, yeah. And he's like getting out of his pocket yeah, and doing a big yeah. cheesy grin and, and waving <laughs> it at the guy in the kebab shop. And you had issues the fact that he was carrying it around, that he took it out. Like he's like the person on company we took to yeah, dine with. We didn't. Me. He's like, here I am. Whoa! Look at me with me. Yeah, 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 yeah. This guy, this, this guy with his prop. I wish Anne reminded you. Now. <laughs> oh god! I'd rather pretended that I'd also forgotten. Well, you know me. I know. Like, well, it was just inevitable that I was going to start acting up again. <laughs> Can we get on with the podcast? Daniel, I don't know you. No, you don't. I don't, you know, don't you. know you. Like, 95% of what I know about you, I like. Okay. I, 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 might, even, I might even love you. <laughs> what the fuck's going on? What do you oh, mean? No. I, I just feel a deep affinity to him. And then I keep remembering that thing with a hot sauce. Oh, and my thing. God. Who is this guy? Who's this guy that I love? I feel like I've got this pure love for somebody, but I even know them if they're capable of that. Yeah. Yeah. Now, where were we? I don't know. He's listened to 250 episodes. Yeah. Next. Uh, as you know, you guys, you've listened. <laughs> You're trying to push um, it along. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like many of us drifters, I've been listening since the early, early radio days. It goes back a long way, Jeff. You're part of his life. I can't believe you'd say all this. Have you learned nothing from me, Daniel? Mm. I've been saintly all these years in the various media. Um, 
by which I mean radio and podcast, not like uh, this glittering media career. I mean, like literally two different media. <laughs> I mean, there have been bits of other things, but no, nothing significant. We've already addressed my failings on social media. Mm. Um, here's, here's what I think, though, and sometimes I think maybe like, I was once good and and 20-some years ago or, or whatever it would have been. People thought, oh, I like this. I'm going to start listening to this guy. And it, But it was just a very brief period. And then people just stick with me out of politeness or loyalty or habit. Because if it was that good, where are the new ones? Do <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, it would have been an ongoing thing. Mm. People would keep finding it and there'd be the yeah. snowball effect mm. and all the things I was saying about my number of threads followers mm. would would my my dreams would have come true mm. so i've just got to get back to say i mean i i would identify 2006 2007 really as as the peak what, what, what show was that jeff show oh really late night okay yeah 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 yeah. Like yeah. the first year second year definitely the first year okay and, and bits of the second year not my um not my um breakdown Okay. Where I had to take some time off, and yeah. uh, but but even that year there were some some good things as well. Mm. Um, even the third even the third year there, I think there's uh, stuff to like. But anyway, mm. I just need to need to just like get get back to how I was thinking about it back then, and try and because uh, I think it always goes well if somebody in middle age tries to recapture something about themselves in youth. Be it a haircut. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, I'm going to get on with this. Yeah, now. yeah. So uh, I just saw a word that made me think I need to change gears here because there's a there's a tonal shift coming. Okay, okay. Um, and I need to take a bit of a run up to it. Okay, okay. So, whichever slot you were in, you found your way into my brain. This is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Just uh, like an uh, intrusive thought. Mm. And my heart, though, he says. Oh. That's like how I... think I... this is a great love story. <laughs> no, it is, but this is like how I, I love Daniel. Mm. I think I'm up to 98% now. Good. That poor kebab shop owner, though. <laughs> Keep going. He's sweating. Keep sweating. going. Keep okay. going. He's, he's, how Keep... Long is, he's got to, it... like, wipe down all the grease off the walls after he shuts up. Oh, God. He's, he's got that to look forward to. In comes Danny with his bottle of hot sauce. <laughs> Which one are you picturing? I'm, I'm, me, it's in Kona, right? Yes. For you two. Yes. Just checking. Yes. I knew, I knew that would be your ones too. <laughs> uh, I've been interacting with a hot sauce company on Instagram. Have you? I've been so furious that their hot sauces are out of stock, but they're still tweeting about their hot sauces every day. Oh, that's annoying. It's really annoying. That's so annoying. And then people are constantly commenting. What's going on with your hot sauces? Oh, that's so annoying. And they don't reply. Oh, that's so annoying. So some, somebody, I think, shamed them into replying and I jumped on that. And they're not going to have any stock for six weeks, but at least I know now. Right. But stop. Just press pause on your Instagram until we can buy some. Mm. Is that Pe- the one you mentioned on the Patreon newsletter? Oh, I think it is, yeah. Oh, I really want to Pico sauces. Yeah. It's really good. <laughs> Sounds the amazing. Punjabi ketchup and, and mango chilli sauce. Um, here we go. This, this is why the, the, the gear change okay. I needed. It says, I've had you guys to make me smile during sad times like my separation and subsequent divorce. Um, I did manage to make my ex-wife a passive listener back in the day. 
and even got her a podication for her honeymoon in 2008. Maybe that's why it's en- it ended. Although she did love the way Annabelle laughs. Oh. I've got something to tell you, Daniel. You're not going to like it. <laughs> Annabelle's still good friends with her. <laughs> why are you throwing me under the bus? Like, <laughs> friends with the ex. God, you and him. It's like it's getting too much. I'm being left out. I know, but see, I felt like you were creeping him out by like how much you've been thinking about what type of hot sauce. <laughs> about it loads um oh so thank you this is it i'm not going to get into it because i did all this thing the other week about the, the 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 relationship over time and how meaningful that is to me as i get mm. older but it is um and please also dedicate this to all my fellow drifters and whatever we were before a drift were we a symposium at one stage I think oh we were, weren't we? yeah i forgot um, about that for sharing their stories too even the stories that aren't so funny and sure to bring a tear or two. Mm. I can't say that I've experienced a lot of what other drifters may have, but I hope that it makes me understand more that whenever I find myself in a situation with another human, there may be more beneath the surface that is driving that particular moment. And I would gladly... I want to cry at just this sentence. Like, really I would nice. gladly offer a hug to any drifter that needs one. Oh. See, he's a lovely guy. Oh. Are you back up to 100? I say I'm at 99. So, oh. Mm. Wow, you still... 99, no, just got to 99.5. Keep going. I oh, know, I'm about to add to 40 now because I just... <laughs> I can't. imagined him like, grinning and waving that bottle again. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and singing Feeling Hot, Hot, Hot. He, did, he didn't sing Feeling Hot. You just added that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's really lovely. Very lovely. We don't know, do we? We don't know what we're all carrying out. I hear stuff all the time. and you know, Not just from drifters, not just think. Poor, poor anyone. Poor anyone, the stuff they're carrying around with mm. them. Apart from maybe Andrew Ridgely, who seems very well-adjusted from watching that one documentary. Right. So please keep up the very mediocre work that somehow keeps pulling us through every week. Celestial Viscount Daniel. Jeff's new enemy. <laughs> do you know what? I, th- I think let's call a truce. And, and do you know how I'm going to prove just how serious I'm about that truce? Mm-hmm. I'm going to, on next week's podcast, eat a Viscount biscuit with Encona hot sauce on it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard anyone say that word out loud before either. Like you're going to eat a, a Viscount biscuit with an Encona hot no, sauce? No, no, Encona. So, oh, uh, so am I, I saying it wrong? I don't even know. I've got an awareness that that's probably what it's oh, called. No, I've never heard it. No, no, you're right. No one ever says it. Like, I think that's what's said on the label. It says on the label, but I don't yeah. think I've ever actually like read the word. No, the that's so funny. It's just a recognisable thing. No one's ever said it out loud. It's just the one that you like. Get me the one I like. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Viscount okay. <laughs> Daniel. What a wild ride it's been, hasn't it? And we'll con- I, mean, I mean, I mean, the last you know, however many years, but yeah. um, and, and specifically that publication. <laughs> if you'd like one, email us. It's hello at adriftpodcast.com. <laughs>